For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Full Press NBA Podcast. Michael on the drive across the lane. Turnaround shot. Got it. 63 for Jordan. Did you not get the memo? Presented by Sportscaster.com and distributed by Snowman Digital Media. I didn't come for the massage, fuck. I came for the facial. Hey, this promises to be fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the NBA Podcast. I'm Brian Snow, and I'm happy to have you with me as we take you all around the association in a short amount of time, give you all the pertinent stats, facts, and figures, scores, and updates throughout the course of this program. Let's look at the results from Sunday. It was Detroit over Denver, 128-103, to Houston over New Orleans, 117-109, to Milwaukee over Phoenix, 129-108, to and the world champion Toronto Raptors defeated the Chicago Bulls that final 129 to 102. On the docket this evening, Orlando goes to Charlotte. These are your 7 o'clock games. New York is in Cleveland. Dallas is in Indiana. And the Golden State Warriors visit the Washington Wizards. 7.30 games go Phoenix in Brooklyn. Philadelphia in Miami. Detroit is in Memphis at 8. Your 10 o'clock game is Minnesota and Sacramento. And the Spurs visit the Clippers at 10.30 at the Staples Center, all times Eastern. Well, we had a lot of fun paying tribute to Kobe Bryant, but we got to get back to work. On the other side of the message, you'll hear a conversation that I had with one Cole Johnson this past Friday on a Snowman in the Morning as we put a wrap on the tribute to Kobe Bryant. And I want to bring back a conversation that I had with one, da- not Damian Adams, I I beg your pardon, I read that card wrong. Courtney Harden, I want to bring a conversation I had with him. I taped that conversation in 2016 when the All-Star Game was in Toronto. It was taped for Snowman in the morning, so you will hear that conversation in its entirety. And with the conversation that I had with, with Cole Johnson and also with Courtney Harden, You'll hear a lot of old school references. And as I mentioned, we're trying to iron out this NBA podcast and make it a daily podcast. You'll hear some great conversations from the past, some great present conversations. We'll get you updated on everything that's going on. But I want to start with a little bit of an opinion, and it goes like this. Last Friday was the first game back in the Staples Center for the Los Angeles Lakers as they hosted the Portland Trail Blazers. Of course, with the death of the legendary Kobe Bean Bryant, they canceled the Lakers and Clippers game. And last Friday was the first game back. LeBron James, got to give it to him, spoke from the heart. He had something that he wrote down, and he immediately said, I will be doing y'all a disservice if I read off of this. So... I'm going to speak from the heart. And he threw that little piece of paper away, and I'm proud of him for doing that. I hate to say this, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but the bottom line goes like this. Last Friday, the Lakers laid an egg at home. You would think with 
the passing of Kobe, uh, canceling a game that LeBron and company would come out on fire, but they allowed Damian Lillard to ring up 48 points on him. And Portland won that game 127 to 119. I know it's only one game back. I know a lot's going on in the Laker family. And I do expect the Lakers to get fired up and try to win one for Kobe Bean. I understand that. But on the first game back, I don't know. See, here's the problem that I've had with the Lakers, and I've said it all season long. They front load, the schedule was, they didn't make the schedule, (laughs) the league made the schedule. The schedule was front loaded for the Lakers to pick up some early, easy wins. The problem is, the back end of the schedule is going to be against playoff caliber teams. And I've already posed the question, and I've had Chris Pirtle on the program, and he heard me say this, and he said it as well, and a couple of others have said it as well. What do the Lakers do when they face teams that are equal to them or, in some ways, better than them? A deeper bench, more scoring, more balanced scoring, more assists, better defensively. What do the Lakers do in that situation? Now, I'm talking about Utah, Houston, Milwaukee in the East, Philadelphia. What do the Lakers do? Do they continue to win? And do they continue to win at this kind of blistering pace? I will say this. It's been a while since the Lakers have been sitting up top toward the All-Star break, and that's just where they are. But you have to wonder what's going to happen when the back end of the schedule comes and they start facing teams that are ready for the playoffs. Because it's been a while since the Lakers have been there. you gotta got to assume that they will be in the playoffs this year. You have to make that assumption. But be that as it may, we'll see what happens after the Lakers lost to Portland on Friday night in a game that was dedicated to Kobe. Let me pause right here, and the next voice you hear will be that of Cole Johnson. I had him on Snowman of the Morning on Friday. You'll hear his final thoughts on Kobe as we talk some, as we put it into the tributes for Kobe. The tributes will never end, so let me say that again. We wrap up our week-long tribute on Snowman in the Morning to Kobe, and we also slip in a few notes. So stay with us. The NBA podcast continues after this break. NBA podcast continues. I had a chance to talk with Cole Johnson this past Friday on uh, Snowman in the Morning, and in case you missed that conversation as we pay our respects to Kobe, take a listen. I welcome Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and he's on the line right now. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man, doing good. How are you? It's Super Bowl weekend, and I would offer I would offer to think that there will be a tribute to Kobe Bryant in a football game on Sunday. I'm I'm betting on it. Well, well, considering that, to me, I think athletics is a small fraternity. And I mean, NHL, NFL, Major Baseball, and I think they can relate to one another in the way that none of us could. Yeah, you you know this is going to be a tribute. And you know that the Players Association told the Shield 
uh, we need to do something to honor number eight slash 24. And more than likely, it will be before they kick off. So, yeah, I expect a tribute. I'd be totally shocked if that doesn't happen. But, yeah, I expect one. And, I, and knowing how the NFL gets down, I expect a very classy one. Yes, 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 yes. There were so many classy tributes during the Grammys, and I can guarantee you there was not a dry eye in the house at the Staples Center. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it makes me, you know, it, it makes me think of uh, when um, TNT had their little special, and uh, it was closed arena. I think it was actually the night that the, they canceled the Lakers Clippers game. Yes. Yes. And they had the closed arena, and it was a team, the uh, NBA TNT crew, and seeing Shaq talk right. about the impact that he had, and he couldn't really get through it without breaking down. Uh, that I believe is probably the most appropriate, uh, I guess, snapshot mm-hmm. of how we are as a whole, as a totality, when it comes to the loss, the sudden loss of one Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah, sudden being the operative word. And there have been so many tributes around the association. I talked about it on my uh, uh, podcast, uh, Snowman's NBA podcast. The eight-second violation and then the 24-second violation because Kobe wore both numbers. For ten, how about this? He wore both numbers. He wore eight for ten years, and he wore twenty-four for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And what's eerie is, yeah, he wore both numbers ten years each. He almost scored the same amount of points in each number. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's eerie. Yeah, and <laughs> that's extremely eerie. Uh, yeah, and. It just and, I, and I've said this. I think I've actually said this on your show. I was like, this guy was so incredible that he actually could have shaved off his career in two and still could have gotten to the Hall of Fame easy with either the eight or the twenty-four easily. Easy, <laughs> easy. Five championships. Yeah, was, the, the accolades. The accolades are endless. But five championships, eighteen-time All-Star, All-NBA team multiple times. Three championships with Shaquille, two more with Pau Gasol. You said it. Shaquille couldn't get through it without breaking down. And I will mm-hmm. never forget what he did coming out of the Staples Center to a throng of Laker fans. They were chanting his name, and he led them, the fans, in a cha- in in a Kobe chant. Yeah, that was wonderful. That. Man, uh, if, if I were if if I were to have uh, had any type of image in terms of, I want to remember Kobe in a a positive way. That was it right there. Mm-hmm. J- just seeing just seeing Shaq start a Kobe chant, and just just hearing the the uh, Los Angelinos just heartily and, and and reverently just going to Kobe Kobe chants. I was like, yeah. And I, I didn't say it, but I was silently saying it when they were chanting it because mm-hmm. I was with them in spirit. We all were. We all were with them in spirit. And speaking of spirit, I'll say it again. The eight-second violations and the 24-second violations taken by each team 
players who wear number eight giving it up. Trey Young coming out for the Atlanta Hawks. He usually wears 11. He wore number eight. Yeah. Sunday night. It's going to be weird. I mean, because of his retirement, not seeing him, you could get used to but it's going to be weird not seeing him there enjoying the game. And oddly enough, oddly enough, where's the All-Star game this year? My hometown in Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. In the United Center. First time since 1988 that the All-Star festivities will grace Chicago. First trip to the United Center, and I know they're going to do it right. I know Chicago. Chicago's a classy sports town. They're going to do it right. They're going to honor Kobe. They lit up the United Center in purple and gold because of his entire 20-year career. Every arena uh, showcased purple and gold. It's... And, yeah. And, and they should have. They, they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just, just the impact... They, they had on the NBA. It was, you know, it just, it, it, you couldn't, you couldn't quantify it. I, I really, I really will say, you couldn't quantify and say, you know, save it until the Hall of Fame ceremony. Mm-mm. I mean, his impact Mm-mm. was that broad. It yeah. was that broad. And, you know, uh, and, and this, pa- in these past five days, I've just been just going through, you know, snapshot of, a uh, snapshot and snapshot and snapshot of, Different events and different games and different ways that, that that Kobe just shined on the court, and I mean he was so brilliant. And I mean, and I'm and and, and and I think you and I are similar in this regard. I'm not a huge Kobe fan. Still right. not a huge Kobe fan. Right. But good God, do I respect that man? Absolutely, I respect him on the court and off of it a lot. Because I mean, the the competitor that he was, how could you not love and respect that? Exactly. You know, so you know, so there were you know there were images of him that I played in my mind that you know that it was cool and it made me say, yeah, that was a great sports moment. And then there was others where you know it happened to my team, and I was like, oh, I couldn't stand him when he did that <laughs> against the Rockets. Yeah, but, I mean, but it, you know, but but exact that laugh that you did, that's exactly what I would do. But mm-hmm. like, you know. That just spoke to his brilliance. That just spoke to his brilliance. It spoke to his brilliance. It spoke to who he was as a player and as a person off the court. Cole Johnson joining me here on the program. And, man, listen, like you said, it's been a tough five days. That would be a horrible understatement. For me, and I've said this throughout the week, you've heard me say it on this show, it not only affected me as a fan, but it affected me even more as a parent. Oh, dude. Yeah, did you see the uh, L. Duncan um, piece that she did on SportsCenter? Yes. If, that to me was what heard me in the feels. I thought I stopped tearing up when speaking about mm-hmm. this. Huh, wrong. Yeah. I mean, my yeah, yeah. my wife's in the uh, my wife's here in the studio with me, helping to turn the dials. And earlier this week on the program, I had uh, I had Andy Dorf on with me, or I had a guest on with me. I don't know if it was Andy. And then afterwards, I offered my I offered a few moments on my thoughts on Kobe. 
and all my wife had to do was look at me and the tears were I was gone. I was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the biggest Kobe Bryant fan? No, because I'm old school with MJ and everybody that preceded him. But how could you not love him as a competitor? How could you not respect him as a competitor, as a player, as a person who right. who had some mistakes right. in life? Yes. Yes. Right. There were, you know what? I'm going to make you laugh, and it's time that we laugh. There were some pro wax that I saw on YouTube immediately go to his rape oh, case. Lord. Yeah. You want to lay up for your show this weekend? I'm gonna hand you one. There were some pro. <laughs> there was some. There was some pro wax that went to, immediately went to his rape case number one and number two. You want a bigger? You want you want a bigger laugh? I think this will make my wife laugh. They're upset. <laughs> Why you ask? It's pretty simple. They are upset. You want you want to dunk? Here it is. They're upset because Kobe Bryant's wealth is going to his family where it belongs, and not in the black community. Y'all want me to go there? I'm going all the way there. There, you just got two dunks for sat for for your show this weekend. <laughs> Bookmark your second point. First thing, your first, your first point. That it was sexual harassment. I, I mean, it may have been it may it may have been rape, but he wasn't convicted of it. But yep. I'm but I'm sure that it was sexual harassment. Yep. The sexual harassment that he did to that to that at, the, at that time young lady mm-hmm. in in Colorado. He and I actually had this this talk with a black woman, I may add, where just the just the growth of Kobe. Mm-hmm. It was shown in that in that case right there. It was shown. Yep. Because I mean, at that time he was what twenty two, three, four, probably around that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 look before I continue. Uh, name anything that you did in a mature fashion at 24. <laughs> exactly. Name. I any, can't either. Wait a minute. Name. I love that. I, I I love that. Name anything you did in a mature fashion at 24. <laughs> I I adore that man. Um, the, the, you have to say you want to laugh. I mean, there you go. I mean, <laughs> the, he just became an adult. He was starting to learn what it was to be a man, mm-hmm. and so in that instance, he turned he turned that negative into a positive when he actually said, "You know something? I didn't see. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see rape. I saw consensual sex, mm-hmm. but." You know, I you know what I empathize. I took myself out of my position, yep. put myself in her shoes, and I'm like, you know, that probably was a bad thing. Yeah. And yeah. ever since then, and I and I, you heard me say this on my show. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, he, t- he turned that into being one of the biggest advocates for women that you could ever talk to. Yep. And if you and if, and people talk about karma, if you want karma to have happened with Kobe Bryant. Four girls. 
I mean, come on. Bingo. Four girls. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you got your karma, and he turned that around. He, he turned that totally around 180. So whenever people bring that up to me, I'm like, no. Look at the evolution of the person. The act is the act is horrible, no question. Yes. But look at the evolution of the person. Mm-hmm. And look. See you later, baby. Love you. <laughs> Just look at the evolution of the person. And as for the money going. <laughs> speak on speak on this a little more, man, because that's that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. When I when I heard that, I sat here in this chair and laughed my head off. Because that's the immediate way they were thinking. A family just lost two big family members, okay? When this show takes off and yours, if something tragic were to happen to me, I would want it to go to my wife and my I would want my money to go to my wife and family. Does color really matter? For me, hell no, it doesn't matter. And it never will. It never had. Okay? I cannot tell you how many times I've run into black people telling me, are you going to do something for the black community? Okay? Here's your answer. I got the hell out and I've become a sports talk host and a sports announcer. How about that? And yes, my, yes, my wife is very different than I. Okay, people just want to point to color. Don't point to color. Look at the person. Look at the person. She and I talk about this all the time. I look at the person. Okay? And if it's all about this black-white thing, well, let's <laughs> be perfectly clear. Actually, Kobe's wife it's from the Latin community, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she isn't white. No, you know, she isn't. I mean, <laughs> she isn't white. She's Latina, and yep. Kobe's beloved by the community because mm-hmm. of it, and 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 because of other things too. But if if people have this understanding of, well, he sold out. He 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 didn't contribute to his race. You know he. <laughs> He didn't. He, he he didn't. He didn't deal with you know who he were. He didn't love who he was. He's Man, a self. He's that. a self hater. No, he's not a self hater at all. The I, dude I, I heard that. People. I actually. I actually Period. heard. I actually heard people say that. I know you heard people say that. I've heard people say that long before Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a ridiculous claim. It is a ridiculous claim. Has been, claim. is now, will always be. No, I mean Kobe just loved people, and mm-hmm. and it was shown in the last four years of his career, and in the bits and spit and spurts, interspersed into twenty years of his career before then. Yes. It, no, it, and 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 if I and, and look, and if he had a hatred toward black black culture, <laughs> you would have seen it. Mm-hmm. The dude loved hip hop. The dude tried to be a <laughs> tried to be a rapper. Yes, uh, 
he related to so many different so many different other cats who were who were black. Mm-hmm. I mean, related. I'm not talking about he tolerated. Related. Related. And when and when I mean related to, I mean that dudes would think that that was his brother, mm-hmm. and they were brothers, and they yes. got down. I mean, absolutely. No, no, no. So, so when they go Dr. Umar Johnson on people, <laughs> you just have to laugh at them. You saw that one. Oh, by the way, too? Dr. Umar. <laughs> yes, I did. And speaking of Dr. Umar want, Johnson, uh, please explain to me that school. When is it open? When does it open? Where is I it? I rest my case with that. Okay, I, I got a better. I'll rest my case with this question. Where is it? <laughs> From I, I and to um, touch and to touch your roots, since you brought up Doctor Umar with that supposed school, Misha to Olajuwon. All right. <laughs> And a lot, <laughs> and Elijahwan rams uh, it down. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous, <laughs> man. When when are we going to ever learn to do to stop doing two things? One, to love somebody that we claim that we do before they die mm-hmm. or after they die, mm-hmm. and two. To say, well, yeah, you, you're loving this guy or this woman, but look at the horrible stuff he or she did in their life. Well, that's easy. <laughs> well, that's the easiest move. I'm sorry. Exactly. We're human. We make mistakes. Lord knows I made mine. And you said the be- the greatest question ever. The greatest question ever. Name a mature thing someone did at 24. And that goes to woman or man. I mean. Yes. <laughs> Because I mean, I'm like, look, I, and, and I, I, I go back to a conversation I had with a, with a woman, and she's the, the ages that we are now. Mm-hmm. And and I remember I was I was talking to her, and I was like, you know, I'm you know I'm I'm making my way, and you know I feel like I'm a mature adult and all that. And so she asked me, so how old are you? So I'm 23. The next thing that she did. <laughs> I was like, "Well, why, why are you laughing, ma'am?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, baby, oh, baby, you just stopped sipping the Similac. You just started to grow up and be a be a man." No, believe me, when you get to be my age, you will know <laughs> what it is like to be a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. You haven't you haven't made enough mistakes yet to consider yourself a true adult yet. So when Kobe went through all of that. He was that age. He was yes. 20, I think twenty three. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna stub your toe. I'm sorry. You're going to stub your toe. You're gonna stub all your toes. And, you, and, and sometimes, be, yeah. Keep, keep, and sometimes, it, keep it real. You're gonna stub all your big. toes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sometimes the stubs are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to bleed when you stub your toe. Been there. It's unfortunate. Been there. <laughs> but. Uh, but but who am I to say, you know what, Kobe? I'm going to hold you to 2002 the rest of your life. Yep. He yep. doesn't hold himself to that. His wife doesn't. If anyone yeah. should, it would be her. Mm-hmm. She definitely didn't. Nope. Because she was she pregnant didn't. with one child of his, 
end up having three more after that mm-hmm. and still married to him. It's like so you said, you want karma. She didn't car- hold it to that. It's like you we said, should. you want karma for girls. And yes. he t- and he turned that so, and he, he turned that into a positive. And oh by the way, he was just starting to really give back to wait yes. for it, women's basketball. Yes. Yes. And, and I will that's be why I, <laughs> aside of Kobe, I can tell you honestly, I have been one of the biggest biggest advocates for women's basketball. I've called the game for 25 years. I've watched the game longer. Hell, first women's basketball player I love, you should know this name, Cheryl Miller. One of the greatest basketball players of any gender of mm-hmm. all time. No question about that. I mean, no question about that. Cheryl Miller, um, Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops. Do I need to go there with that one? Yeah, I'm a huge Cynthia Cooper fan. Huge. Houston Man, Comets. the moment I saw her play, I loved it. Hey, Houston Comets were one of my favorite WNBA teams when that league started. Same here, and and not just because they were in Houston. Yep. When they when they first started, Ooh. Cynthia Cooper was something else. You want to mm. you, you want to see a player in their in their prime with the real mom with with the Mamba mentality? How about number fourteen? Judge. Number fourteen of the Comets. Yep. She had it in full, <laughs> and, and and I love the attitude she had. Yeah. She she basically was a woman's version of Kobe. Oh, Bryant. Kobe Bryant, yes. I mean, just, just the same type of mentality, the same dogmatic per, uh, personality, the the same. I'm going to go and cut your throat out on the court. Had the same feel. The same feel, mm-hmm. and and I had the same I had the same feeling about her as I do about Kobe. Yes, I I love and respect them as competitors because they whoo, hey. they left it out on the court. They did. did, they did. Hey, folks, the evolution of the of the WNBA is still happening. I encourage you to check it out. Cole Johnson joining me here on the program as we get you ready for a Super Bowl weekend. And we pay our final tributes and respects to one Kobe Bryant. Man, it's a pleasure having you on. I appreciate the time. Oh, thank you so much. The pleasure is always mine. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Love you too, man. There's more of the NBA on the daily after this. Welcome back to NBA on the Daily. Brian Snow here with you. And uh, three, four years ago, four years ago, 2016, I had a chance to have a wonderful conversation with that of Courtney Harden when I was doing uh, the Snowman Daily podcast some time back. And we talked all things All-Star Game and all things NBA old school. You're going to love this conversation and you're going to hear it in its entirety. Take a listen. I really appreciate it. You had me on um, last weekend, which gave me the idea of the podcast, which is an extension of the morning show. And we were supposed to talk trade rumors. We were supposed to talk about a few other subjects. But once we kicked open the door to the old school NBA that we saw growing up, 
It was over. <laughs> yes, it was, man. I mean, yeah, we were, yeah, we were going to talk some trade deadline. We were trying to talk All Star game, and it led into, you know, the old school, the old school basketball that we knew from the eighties, the nineties, even back into the seventies. Oh we, we, uh, we. We got off. We got off the rails, but hey, it, that's that's the basketball we grew up with. So I let it fly, and that's how that's how it is. Which leads to this question: What the hell went on this past weekend? <laughs> I have no clue, man. I, you know, I feel the same way you do. I really do, man. I mean, what the let's, let's, hell was that? Let's, Let's start with uh, we'll start with Saturday the the <laughs> the so-called dunk contest and the oh even my the three-point God. contest. It was so bad, man. It was so bad. The dunk contest used to be, as you know, used to be the the main attraction, especially on All Star Saturday night. Yes, and we had, I, you know, there were so many missed dunks. There were so many of the same dunks. How many times can you jump over two or three people and <laughs> everyone was doing the same thing? That That's what got me going. I'm like, okay, I wasted my Saturday night to watch this. Uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous, man. And then there was no energy in the building. None. They felt like I was no watching it at home. There was no energy. None. There was no nothing. There was none of that. You know, they, it was just dead silence that used to be like i said that used to be the main attraction the dunk contest. that would be the so reason now, you would go to all-star saturday man and it yes. wasn't at night it began <laughs> in the listen folks corny and i share this kinship okay i went to all-star saturday in 1988 and there was a buzz when you walked into chicago stadium okay it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing that the NBA All-Star Weekend was in Chicago. I was a sophomore in high school at the time, but I didn't care. You knew what was going to happen. And the most legendary three-point shootout I ever saw. Bird let that last shot go and put his arm in the air because he knew he hit it. There's no nerve like that anymore, man. No, none. There is none. And the, cra- the the craziest thing is about this three-point. Now, to me, the three-point shootout used to be, after the dunk contest went through their, you know, their slow period for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. probably after the Vince, probably after Vince Carter, right, when he won, right, uh, right after that, it just went down. It went down to two. Oh my then god! Then it picked up a little bit. It picked up a little bit, and even last year's. Was very good, you know. The uh, when it was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, I mean that was unbelievable. So the expectations had got up even higher. So now and you had Aaron Gordon who, who was, you know, he was coming in. He thought he got robbed last year, so he had his opportunity. He comes with this drone dunk, great idea, but, but the execution was horrible. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even. I can. I can confess this. I didn't even watch the dunk. I, I watched nothing. I watched a few highlights well after the fact. And it was everything I said it was going to be. I didn't see any kind of – you're in New Orleans, okay? 
you got the Superdome right next to you. If y'all right. can move an all-star game from American Airlines Center in Dallas to Cowboy Stadium for 100,000 people, mm. why could you not open the Superdome? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't mm-hmm. you put... You could look. This is the NBA we're talking about. They can get sponsors on a moment's notice. You mean to tell me they couldn't get? Well, okay. Last minute change, yes. Okay, that I can understand. But to go back to your point, there was no energy in the Smoothie King Center at all. Period. None. 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 It was. None. It would. You know what? It was about as quiet as my daughter's room when she's sleeping. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very it was very quiet. Even my my wife, she uh actually was falling asleep and she's like, I'm through with this. She's an NBA fan. And she's falling asleep on the couch. I'm only watching it because I'm an NBA. I'm, I, I love the NBA. I'm an NBA guy. Right. Hey, we usually like the three point kind. So we go back to the Larry Bird. Yeah. I thought that was some kind. I thought actually that was like the most some of the most exciting moments was three point kind of. Now even this season, this is the first time this season, uh, this time uh, the first time in, in a long time that three point competition was a it was a bore fest as well. Because it was. Had, oh my no God! It there was no buzz. It it was it was a dud. That's about the only way I can explain it. This All Star Weekend was a complete dud. Period. Yes, it was. There was I no agree. excitement in the building. There was no. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, here's a word we should have used this past weekend. There was no anticipation. Nope. <laughs> None. <laughs> None. And and the thing is, like, we go back to the three point competition. Now, you have a lot of lot of very great shooters yep. out there in today's game. A lot yep. of great three point shooters. That's what the way the league is going. It's mm-hmm. going to the three point it's going shooting. To the, it's going to but the three point line. No Steph Curry. Nope. He didn't. He probably figured the same things that we feel. He's like, I'm not going to do this again. There's no buzz. There's and no, the only reason Clay Thompson. And the only reason Clay Thompson was in it because he was the defending champion. I'm right. willing to bet you that Clay Thompson would have followed the same thing Stephen Curry did. I'm not participating in this mess. No, no, no. And like you're right. And Clay, and he got put out in the first round. He's probably thinking, okay, my night's over. There's no buzz. There's no. There's nothing. There's nothing going on uh, surrounding this this All Star Weekend. I just want to relax. Yeah. It just seemed like they were, Everybody was on cruise control. Man. <laughs> they really and were. And the cruise control <laughs> wasn't really cruising, if you think about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll tell you, part of the fault of the fall of All Star Weekend was when it went to cable. Mm. mm. That's okay. a good point. TNT and TBS had All-Star Saturday. And if you think about it, back in the 80s, you never thought you would get a chance to see All-Star Saturday. You would have to wait until the end of the night or the end of the event to see the highlights to get people talking about it. Now, there's access all over the place, and the advent of social media just made it worse. You took the mystery out of it now. Yep, exactly. You're right. I, re- I remember. I remember when you couldn't catch All Star Saturday Night. Like you said, to the highlights, you had to watch it 
uh, during. I mean, you you did you had you had Sports Center if, if you right. had cable. Yeah, <laughs> but if you didn't, you had to watch on your local news channel and they local only gave sports you, channel. And they only gave it. you thirty yeah. sec. And they only gave you thirty seconds of it. Now, if you yeah. were lucky enough to to have TBS at the time, then you were one of the lucky ones on the block, and everybody filled up your house. <laughs> to watch right. All Star Saturday. Hey, Larry Bird was involved. Dale Ellis was involved. Detlef Shrimp was involved. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins. It was the happening spot. It was. Yes, it was. It was and the happening knew. spot, man. Especially, I, I, I go back to the year 88. Well, actually, the thing that really put it on a high pedestal, um, 87 in Seattle. They had All-Star Saturday at the uh, Seattle Center Coliseum, and they had the All-Star Game. Here's a place for you old schoolers. In the kingdom. Mm, yes, <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> I mean, and, and here's where we start with our All-Star Game um, conversation. Anybody that remembers that 87 game, remembers there was a player taking the place of another player who was injured who wound up being the MVP, and that player was Tom Chambers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no yes. one and he took outside, over for Ralph Sampson. He, Ralph <laughs> yes. Sampson was in. Ralph Sampson was dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Sampson was voted as a starter, but he couldn't go due to, his, due to a knee injury, and Tom Chambers, who was on the list, you know, Got this. He not only made the All Star team, he wound up getting the start, and wound up winning the MVP in front of thirty four thousand people in the kingdom. <laughs> exactly, you're right. And uh, you know, I had to go back and looking at, like you said, Tom Chambers. <laughs> you know, he was he played for Seattle at that time. Yes. You know, a lot of uh, fans might know him from the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, right? But Look at the team. Look at the the players that he was playing with, and he won the MVP. Akeem Olajuwon. That's when he was Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon. Yes, yes. He right. was Akeem. James <laughs> Worthy. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, Kareem Man. Magic. Ma- I mean, the old school. They know these names. And Dale, so they, they, Dale Mark Ellis. McGuire, team, Alex English. Dale I mean, Ellis. The list team goes on and on and on. Oh my gosh. Oh, my man. God. Man, look, when you play with players like that, and, of course, Michael Jordan led the E-Squad, the leading all-star vote-getter, Charles Barkley on on, on, on the team, Larry yep. Bird. Larry Bird. Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Dr. J. Isaiah. Yes. Dylan Beer. Robert Parrish. Can I Dominique, get a witness uh, in this congregation, please? Man. That was a loaded team right that, there. <laughs> you want to talk about a super team? The real super teams were the all-star teams back in the day, man. That was that was all town. And a lot of these guys are Hall of Famers. All, a lot of these guys are Hall of Fame players. I got a name for you. I got a name for you that a lot of people slept on on his career. Does the name Walter Davis mean anything to you? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, I remember Walter Davis. 
And, and then, like I said, looking at the E squad, Kevin McHale, Isaiah Thomas, Charles Barkley. Oh, here's a name for you, Jeff Malone. Jeff Malone for the bullets, yes. <laughs> and one of one of a Chicago boy, Maurice Cheeks. Mo Cheeks, yep. And I'm gonna take you back to. Let me go back to '83 at the at the forum, the fabulous forum. We talked about this on your show. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Great Western Forum. It wasn't the. It was the fabulous forum. Okay. <laughs> I, I mentioned Maurice Cheeks. Anybody remember his backcourt na- mate by the name of Andrew Tony? Andrew Tony, yes, <laughs> yes. Sixer, Sixer fans remember that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. There is no kind of heart and soul with the All Star game, with the All Star weekend. When it came to Seattle, people in Seattle didn't know what to do. Except buy up all the tickets, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 so. Yeah, the All Star Games. They it, it's been lost. The the weekend has lost its luster, and mm-hmm. I don't know what they what they can do. I, it's it's more as we talked about on my show uh, last weekend. It's more about branding now and the social media aspect oh of it. Oh my god, and, yes. You know, everybody wants to be too cool. Now, the game itself, you had a few players uh, last night that was playing very hard. Right. A lot of those first-timers, they, uh, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he was playing very hard. Uh, you know, Giannis Anthony is going to be something. Giannis is going to be something real special. He is. He's, Giannis he's is going to be something real very talented. special. Yes, yeah, scary. <laughs> scary. Very special, scary. Yes. Hey, you know something? I'll, I, I bring this name up a lot when I talk basketball <clears throat> with these young guys. You know, a lot of a lot of these young guys will say you can't name a player today that's that's hard nosed like like back in the day. Oh no! How about Draymond Green? Mm-hmm. How yeah. About, how about oh, Kawhi? Yeah. How about Kawhi Leonard? You want to go there? With, yes. You, you want to go there with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, definitely, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green. These guys would would could play in the '90s. These, you know, they they have that type of mentality. Yes, uh, where they just play hard, constantly, consistently, all the time. Um, you know, even Le, even LeBron James to a point. You know, he you know he could transcend. I believe he could because he he played hard in this game. He played very hard. But and he it, has, Russell Westbrook, but for another me, guy that he played hard last but, night. Too, but for so. me. He has to do it on a consistent basis, and this is my opinion. He hasn't been consistent in 14 years. There are people who will look at me and say, you are crazy for making that statement. Oh, am I? How about a fellow named James Worthy who had the same skill set as LeBron James and actually put it to use? <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on, on that to a point with LeBron it's it's funny that you know throughout his career he would play in spurts, and I see what you're saying with the consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the, the the type of the type of play he can do when they came down when they were down three to one. They came back down three one last season, and he put on a stretch to to win the championship. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't we see that LeBron every single time. night? All the time, because he can do it. He's talented enough to do it. If he does that, I will say this. If he does that all the time, then maybe I'll soften my stance on LeBron James. But given the fact that I was spoiled rotten 
with players like Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas. I'm going to go there again. Patrick Ewing. Mm, yep. Reggie Miller. Scotty Pippen. Put it on, uh, yep, guys that put it on, the, on out there every single night, every every night, and didn't complain about it. And <laughs> one of my, I, I hated this guy with the Pistons, but he defined the Pistons. I believe his name is Joe Dumars. Yes, yes, Joe Dumars. Yeah, the, the quiet, the quiet assassin. Yes, there. he was, but he he put the he put it together. He was he, he was sure a great did, player. Man. He sure he sure did. A few more a, a few more names. Anybody talking about? There's no well. There's some there's some great point guards in the game in the game today. That there are. All right, they're kind of hybrid point guards. Like, oh, I don't know, two-time MVP Stephen Curry, who, by the way, folks, earned those MVPs, okay? Don't tell me he didn't, even right. given what he happened. Was the best player. He was the best player uh, on the best team those Thank last you. few years. So, Thank yes, I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and, there's a po- and there is a strange possibility it may be a third year, even though he does have Kevin Durant. And Stephen Curry doesn't hasn't had to do as much as he did the last two years because he got some help. Here's a point guard's name for you. I mentioned um, John Stockton. Here's a point guard's name for you. Lafayette Fat Lever. Yeah, Fat Lever, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Go back and go back into the to the vault there. Yeah, Fat Lever, <laughs> yes. Scoring and, machine. <laughs> and I will tell you one of the smoothest forwards – I've ever seen play. Mentioned James Worthy, one of the smoothest forwards I've ever seen play who was a Hall of Famer. His name is Chris Mullen. Mm, oh, yes. Yes, dream teamer. Uh, he was one of the what, run TMC yep. with Tim Hardaway and Mitch Richmond. Oh, my God. Chris Mullen, yes. Yes. Imagine the ninety, the 1990-91 season whenever the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets got together. Oh, good mm. gracious. <laughs> The the points yes, yes, when it was fun. when 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 it was fun to compete in the All Star game. Oh, here's a sharpshooter for you. You remember this name, Craig Hodges? Uh, yes, I do remember Craig Hodges. I do the the, the three point weapon. <laughs> yes, he was a special. He was he, he was, was the a definition stud. of three point specialist. He was a stud behind the three point mm-hmm. line. Let me give you this name in terms of the 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 position of center needs to come back. One of center's name, we mentioned Akeem Olajuwon. We mentioned Ralph Sampson. We mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We failed to mention David Robinson. Yeah, David Robinson, yeah. Oh, yeah, another all-time great <laughs> champion. Hall of Famer. Yes, and Hall of Famer, yes. Hall dream of teamer. Original, dream, original dream teamer. <laughs> There's that. There is a missing component in the NBA today, and it was on display during All Star Weekend, there is no soul in competition now. You're right. You're right. It was too much. Um, as we as we talked about, no no defense, no no sign of any defense. I understand this is a exhibition game. We know this is entertaining, but this was no entertainment. It was none. Just, everybody was out for themselves. Three pointers. There was some you know some spectacular plays. There was some dunks, but it just it just has lost its luster. And this year, it really went over the top with no energy, no soul, no heart. Um, it, it None was, whatsoever. It was, uh, it was disappointing. It was quite disappointing. When I did my opening 
and I talked about this and I mentioned the word soul, um, said it a couple of times, said it on your show this past weekend. Everybody mm-hmm. connected with that. There are a lot of people that don't want to realize what's happened. And as you said, the game has gone to the three-point line. The game has gone to the outside, okay? I realize that everything has to evolve. But damn it, I was spoiled rotten for 20 years. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Totally agree with that. And yes, as you said, it you have to. It, things do change. The NBA game is expanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like some of the changes, but I don't. I don't love it. All of it, you know, with the three point shooting. Right. I love the, the the pace and space is fine because you do have exciting teams like the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Houston Rockets play the same way, so you you just have to adjust. That's why teams right. like. Like our, like the Chicago Bulls, as, a, as I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. um, they they have to they have to be able to contend. They gotta get shooters. They have yeah. to get yeah. They have um, to get you shooters. know, play that pace and space. You have to adjust. But like you said, sometimes you want to go back and look at the '90s, look at the '80s basketball where we were spoiled when they played with a legitimate center. Yes, um, you know. And the, to tell you the truth, this New Orleans Pelicans uh, trade of getting Demarcus Cousins, I was happy for them because now they're playing. They're, they're trying to bring the big men back into the fold. But the so, problem so we'll is that, with how that, that trade. Plays out if they make the playoffs and right. how. how how it plays out for them. So maybe this is, this is a start to maybe balance. I just want balance. If you're going to have a three-point shooting team or a team that's, that's great shooting, you know, still just don't get rid of the big men. Right. You know, DeMarcus Cousins, for as much crap as people have given him, love seeing the big man play and love seeing his yes. game evolve. I'm going to throw a name at you of a big man that I love to see play, that I loved watching play. He played with two different teams, and his game evolved. He ha- already had the inside presence. And when I throw this name out there, a lot of people are going to identify exactly with the person I'm speaking of. This man is Jack Sigma. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bringing it back. <laughs> Jack Sigma, yes. <laughs> He did evolve. His game did evolve. Well, think about it. Until the 88-89 season, he had not taken a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. But then he realized when he got traded from Seattle to Milwaukee, you know, I got to step out and make some jump shots now so people will have to change the defense against me. He was one of the first big men to do it. Robert Parrish being another. Parrish's uh, distance came came on the baseline. He could step out and hit and hit a 15-footer, not like the way some big men can do today. But I'm always reminded of Jack yeah. Sigma and the way he developed his game. Now, speaking of high-scoring forwards, everybody wants to say LeBron's the best-scoring forward. Oh, no, 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 no. Mention Larry Bird, mention James Worthy. How about this name, Bernard King? Yes. <laughs> I remember watching Bernard King. You know, I grew up in upstate New York. Um, oh, then so you're watching. really familiar with Bernard King. Yes, I yes, definitely familiar with Bernard King. I mean, the guy was a scoring machine. Yeah, he I was. Mean, you talking? 
inside out. Oh my goodness, he was <laughs> he was a monster, man. He was a monster scorer. And that you know, it's interesting. You know, I I believe that you say you talk about small forwards uh, scoring. I think um, you know you got Carmelo Anthony, but mm-hmm. I think Kevin Durant is is the best uh, scoring small forward yeah. uh, in the league because that's who that's how I I can kind of compare him to Bernard King in a way. Uh, he doesn't have the body type. He's a little bit longer and leaner, uh, Durant, yeah. but yeah. he can score any way he wants. He can score inside. He can score outside. He can take it to the hole. Uh, you know, you need a you need a thirty foot three pointer. He can pull up. Mm-hmm. Uh, our team was the same same type yeah. of same oh, way. Yeah. Same way. So yes, I, I, I yes I do remember Bernard King. <laughs> Let me throw another name for you out of the out of the West who was who were built on high scoring forwards inside and outside. Do you remember the name Kiki Vandaway? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, Kiki Vandaway was another great, you know, very good scoring forward uh, in the league. Good, good three point shooter too. Mm-hmm. And here's a oh, here's a name for you. You ready? Here's a name for you. All right, Jamal Wilkes. Mm, yes, <laughs> he was athletic, athletic freak, man. <laughs> Jamal Wilkes. <laughs> That's really bringing it back. <laughs> I mean, with some of the players that we've we've talked about and how they help their teams, you don't see it as much anymore. Okay. And that's sad to me that the heart of competition in the NBA has gone by the wayside. Yeah, and that's that is sad. And it's uh, like you, like we said before, it's more of the the, the way the league is going. There, the the heart and the soul. You know, we keep bringing that up, but um, it's you know the competition is gone. Um, yeah, you know, was... I would never question a player's heart. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be like Charles Barkley, and, but right. I understand it. I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the you, you you're not playing with the passion, and if you're so the, the league is so top heavy. You yeah, got we said there's there's literally three teams legitimately is, is going to win the championship: the Warriors, the Cavs. And the Spurs. Yep. Everybody else is is playing for fourth, fifth, sixth, and, la- and all the way to last place because mm-hmm. they really have no shot. No, and they don't. That's that's you know that's where the league has to look into it and you know get the competition back because even with the New Orleans Pelicans, I mean they're not even in the they're like eleven seed right now. They might not even make the playoffs. They made no. a great move, but you're going to go against Golden State if you get in the eighth seed and. The Golden State, the way they're clicking, I don't see anybody really beating them at all. And, you know, the Cavs, uh, you know, even though LeBron's been complaining about getting some help, they're still the best team in the East. You know, I have a point to that. If mm -hmm. you're supposedly the best player in the world, shut up and play and let your organization around you solve its problems. Please. Yes. Yes, I said this on I said that on my show uh, <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> I said it on the show, and I, and I I like LeBron, but I'm a LeBron I'm 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 a LeBron fan, but I'm not that over obsessed fan as 
you know, a lot of people are. Um, I'm old school be- to my heart. Right. I love the old school players, okay? Bring mm-hmm. that back. And while we're talking about bringing some stuff back, okay, can we bring back the Washington Bullets just once? <laughs> yeah, for one game. Can we maybe. just bring back the you know, Washington something. Bullets? Can we bring back? Okay, you ready? I'm going to go there. Can we please bring back the Seattle Supersonics? Can we just have one yeah. night where they, they, they build the arena? If they can do this for Oklahoma City, then doggone it, they can do it for the city of Seattle. Build an arena, then test it for like one or two nights. I bet you yeah. it would catch on like wildfire. And shame on David Stern for erasing the history of the Seattle Supersonics when they moved. That's not right. That's not right. That isn't. That isn't right at all. That isn't. And I was just listening. It's funny that you bring up Seattle. I was just listening to a podcast coming home from work, and uh, they brought up, why why we don't have a team in Seattle? Like, you know, like, okay, OKC is fine, Oklahoma City, because that's where they, you know, that's where they moved to. Right, right. You need a team in Seattle. You just you mean, must it's a, it's have a, a team in Seattle. I grew up yes. learning about the Seattle Supersonics. Damn it! Mm-hmm. And now, yes, I mean, I I have I have a few friends that are in Seattle, and they are bitter to this day. And I don't blame them one bit. I don't. How are you going to have a team? Get moved out. And David Stern, shame on you. I've said this so many times over. David Stern, shame on you for not stepping in and helping the city of Seattle when you were sitting on a buttload of money and you could have done so. Period. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They they could have kept Seattle. They could have kept the Sonics in Seattle. Easy. And they decided not to do it. They they just uh the, the greed greed did uh, you know that was greed and that's there's no other way to to explain that it was just pure greed and they could have kept Seattle that that great basketball city kept oh. a team there and they they're they're suffering now without a bat, NBA team I I can see them trying to get a team maybe in the next five to ten years but I mean you Adam Silver he he may he may be be the man to do it. But, yeah, David Stern was greed. It was all greed. Someone asked me how I would fix that situation. And I've been asked this question many times over. And people do not like my answer. But it's pretty simple. You tell the folks in OKC, sorry but not sorry. You weren't (laughs) there when the Supersonics were. Wipe them out. Then you bring the team back to Seattle. And then I would pitch in the money needed to get an arena built. All right? If the NBA can help Oklahoma City after the disaster of Hurricane Katrina and the NBA stepped in and helped that situation, then doggone it, you can help Seattle. 
Yes, they can. I, I I like that idea, actually. It is simple. It is very simple. Sorry for the folks of Oklahoma City. Yeah, they're you know trying what? to save money themselves, but yeah, I mean, Seattle needs a team. Nothing <laughs> against the folks of Oklahoma City, but y'all weren't there in the original format when Seattle came to the NBA in 1962. Period. Y'all weren't End there. End of story. End of story. I mean, OKC has developed a little bit of a fan following, but that following in Oklahoma City is nothing compared to the following in Seattle. Period. Right. Yep. Exactly, exactly. When they had Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and Detlef Shrimp, and, you know, the list oh, goes on oh, and on man. and on. And man, listen, team, when, they had, when they had Sigma, when they had Chambers, when they yep, had Dale yep. Ellis, when they had Nate McMillan, when they had Xavier McDaniel. Daniel, yes. And they had George Carl as a coach. <laughs> and before him, Bernie Bickerstaff. Yeah, Bernie Bickerstaff, yes. When they had the team that upset the Houston Rockets in 87, when the NBA was on CBS, oh, God, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) When the NBA was on CBS, can I get a witness here? When the NBA was on CBS. I hear you, yes. CBS, yes. Yes. CBS when it was on when it was just on not cable it was it was on <laughs> network television man yes regular TV <laughs> when you could come in as kids when you can come in from ripping and running and playing outside all day all you had to hear was the opening theme when if you were in earshot of your parents house hey I'll see y'all in two hours I got a basketball game to watch here yes, man I got I got to watch the basketball game right on CBS. (laughs) (laughs) That's when it was fun to watch. Okay, even, even if they played the short intro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is when they were back, man. (laughs) this This is when they were coming in. On horseback, as Vin Scully would say, off of another broadcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if this don't bring it back, okay? If that if that doesn't do it, people. I I talked to a friend of mine who's um, down in who's down in Florida. I made a video talking about the lack of luster lackluster and the lack of heart in the all-star game he called me and the first thing he did he said i have to do something for you he put the phone down and gave me a standing ovation (laughs) he realized that you know you were right (laughs) how can you go wrong with the way basketball was back in and I'm sick and tired of people saying and I said this earlier in my podcast I'm sick and tired of people telling me you need to grow up you need to get with the modern times I was spoiled by Hall of Famers for 20 years mm-hmm. and it's hard to let go it it's is. hard to let that go oh you know what I'm about to go there here's how we'll 
here's how we'll close out. And I can't wait to get you on again to talk some more, man. Yes, uh, yes, I appreciate this, man. I love love talking to old school any sport. You know <laughs> what? It. Let me close with this. I did this for my buddy Joshua Jackson when he was on the phone with me recently. Let me do this for you. Any of that sound familiar? That sounds very familiar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when you heard this and you heard the great Brent the legendary Brent Musburger set up every game that was on CBS how can you not be so hyped up for the game at hand especially if it was oh I don't know Lakers Celtics uh, especially, yes. if, especially <laughs> yes, the greatest rivalry in basketball. Yep, especially <laughs> if it was oh, I don't know, Lakers Philadelphia. Especially oh, yeah. if it was oh, I don't know, Pistons Bulls. Mm. Yes, man, you bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was oh, I don't know, Pistons Lakers, eighty-eight Ooh. finals. Oh yeah, oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it gets you hype, man. That 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 brings you back. Like you said, those 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 eighties and nineties. That 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 stretch was, was unbelievable. It was. Uh, I, I love it when they when they play them on NBA TV. I love it when you know man. when you can go back and watch all the, those clips and all those tapes of. Those, those doesn't games it get back you? Doesn't it get you back in the booth for some real basketball? It does. It does. It, it makes you and, makes you uh, pre- it makes you appreciate you know appreciate it even more uh, back then. I mean, um, you had your childhood. You had your friends around. You, everybody talked. Everybody talked sports. Okay, and everybody knew what happened. Period. All right. But you still talk about it the way we do to this day. I'm, I, I said I'd close with that thing, but I just found something that I have to play. I mentioned Brent Musburger right. laying the land for the finals. Yes. The year was 1988 when this happened. In Game 6, the Los Angeles Lakers took the floor with the defense of their title hanging in the balance. A battered Isaiah Thomas performed heroically for Detroit. But it wasn't enough. The Lakers escaped with a victory, forcing tonight's dramatic seventh game showdown. This has been a series of startling contrasts from the friendships off the court the fierce hostility on it. We witnessed the youthful exuberance of the challengers and the poise of the champions. There's been hardship and pain, but not enough to overcome sheer guts and determination. These teams have battled to a standstill, and tonight their destiny will be determined. It's just a question of who can endure this final hurdle. The Lakers hope to repeat history tonight. 
while the Pistons hope to make some. A championship is at stake, and only one team's prayers will be answered. How could you not be glued to your television? Yes. <laughs> that, that, gets you, that gets you so hyped. Game seven. I mean, it's the drama, the drama of his voice. <laughs> How could you not you be there. glued you to your television? Right mm-hmm. I mean, I yes. remember so well. My family, my entire family, my sister's not a basketball fan. But, damn it, we all watched game seven that year. Yes, yeah. game seven. Yeah, that was a that was a game seven. The drama, the just the the. It was almost like an art. Man. It, it was so. <laughs> it, was. It, was, it was so. It was. It was. It was. It was just great. It was. It was great uh, theater. Great basketball. It, that's what. That's what it is. That's what I mean. It was a night in June. It was warm outside, but the sun was mm-hmm. going down. And the basketball and game seven was on. All right. This is the one time your parents said, you know what? We're gathering for this. I don't care what y'all say. We're gathering for, for this. This, you want to know something that I will tie this into society and then we're going to get out of here. This brought families together. Period. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent agree. It did bring. Everyone, it brings neighbors, your family, all together. If you to had watch this that. on, every kid in the neighborhood was looking for you. Yep, they wanted to come over and be a part of that. They knew they were going to be a part of history, and that's what it was. And and you know what? That's that's when mom and dad got together. And say, hey, let's get some snacks for these people. Bring the snacks out. Bring the water, bring the ice water out, the, the lemonade. Yeah, I'm going there, folks. The lemonade, the sweet tea, the iced tea. That's when you bring everything out. It was game everything. seven. It didn't have to be your team. It was game seven. And you were right there, like you said, glued to the TV, <laughs> ready to watch two hours of just great unbelievable drama basketball. basketball. Unbelievable yes. basketball. The Lakers won that night, 108 to 105. You didn't have, my mom was a Laker fan, okay? Mom was one of the reasons I got into basket. Mom and dad, okay? Mom was a Laker fan. When that final horn went out, the whole house went crazy. <laughs> just excitement. <laughs> it's just everything. And, uh, and, and, and by it, that time. You just reminisce about that. Wow. <laughs> We got to do this again, brother. We oh, have definitely, to do this man. Again. This has been it's been a pleasure, man. It's been fun. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome, man. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Well, now to put a bow on this edition of NBA on the Daily and the Full Press NBA Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're going to hear your NBA news, notes, quotes, stats, facts, and figures every day right here on this program. I'm Brian Snow, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move, and always remember, if your dreams don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Dream big, do bigger. I am, and I hope hope y'all are too. Till next time, I'm out of here. The proceeding has been a presentation of Snowman Digital Media. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.
For more information, log on to snowmandigitalmedia.com.